my dad played uh, college football. And one of uh, his teammates and good friends was uh, a man named Carl. And, and he was a, an exceptional player. Carl was so good that after he graduated from Bucknell University, he continued playing. He played professional football, not in the NFL. It wasn't quite that good, but in a league in Canada. So he was a professional football player. He played tight end. So did my dad. That meant my dad was the backup tight end. <laughs> but he didn't mind having to play backup uh, to Carl. This guy was big, fast, and strong. When my dad woke up in the morning, he would see Carl doing push-ups. When my dad went to bed at night, he would see Carl doing push-ups. Carl did a lot of push-ups. <laughs> and it showed. He was sculpted. After Carl's uh, professional football career ended, he got a job posing as the Incredible Hulk. He would impersonate the Incredible Hulk at county fairs and other community events around the region. My dad had told me about his friend Carl, but nothing could have prepared me for what happened one day when I was about 12 years old. I was helping at the family business, Lawyer's Pharmacy in Redline, a wonderful town, by the way. Some of you might have heard of it. When all of a sudden, in walked the Incredible Hulk. His skin was green. His muscles were bulging. And he was not wearing a shirt. I almost instinctively pointed to the sign on the wall that said, no shirt, no shoes, no service. But for obvious reasons, I didn't want to upset the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> the looks on the faces of customers said it all. I'm sure the look on my face was priceless, too. My dad got a good laugh out of that one. Then he introduced me to his friend, Carl. What a strong guy. Our scripture reading for today is about another person of great strength. Samson. When we think of physical strength, we might think of doing push-ups or working out at the gym. I have my, my gym bag, actually, right here. But for Samson, the secret to his strength was not really in his muscles. It was in his hair. Some people might think their strength is in their hair, too. <laughs> Definitely not the case for me in this silly wig. But for Samson, it was literally that way. Uh, later in his life, his hair was, was cut and his strength was greatly diminished. Really, the hair was an outward and visible sign of the strength Samson received from the Lord strength to do extraordinary things for God. I'm not going to wear this the whole time. 
God raised up Samson to deliver his people. Before Samson's birth, the angel of the Lord appeared to his mother and said, You are going to conceive and have a son. No razor may be used on his head because the boy is to be a Nazarite set apart to God from birth. And he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. The word Nazarite comes from the Hebrew word meaning separated or consecrated. Samson's vow applied to his whole lifetime. He was to be set apart for God and dedicated to the Lord's service from birth until the day of his death. The terms of Samson's vow were, were special and significant, but the basic idea is meant to apply to each of us. We are to be set apart for God and dedicated to the Lord's service our whole lives long. You can live for God. You can. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, what your past is, what you're going through now. You can live for God, and that's the best life you could possibly have. In recent weeks, as we've been going through the book of Judges, we've noted a pattern in this book of the Bible. God's people, the Israelites, do evil in the eyes of the Lord. God delivers them into the hands of their enemies. They cry out to God for help, and he raises up a leader or judge to deliver them. Once again, the people of Israel needed to be delivered from the hands of their enemies. This time, God raised up Samson. Samson grew and the Lord blessed him. And we are given this important detail. The spirit of the Lord began to stir in Samson. Samson was far from perfect. He was given amazing strength from God. But he didn't always use that strength wisely. Still, God worked through him. And the New Testament calls Samson a hero of faith. He delivered the Israelites because the Spirit of the Lord began to stir in his life. To some, like Samson, the Holy Spirit gives extraordinary physical strength. To all of us, the Holy Spirit gives spiritual strength. The Holy Spirit who dwells in us is the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and the same Spirit who was poured out on the apostles on the day God established the Christian church. This 2,000-year-old movement that now includes over 2 billion people around the world. But it started from humble beginnings. A homeless, traveling preacher and teacher named Jesus who announced that with his arrival, the kingdom of God had come. Jesus came to bring us God. But Jesus was rejected and nailed to a cross. Only the cross wasn't the end because on the third day, this same Jesus rose in power from the dead. The one who lived and died a criminal's death on the cross in the first century is the same one who is now drawing near to us. And not to condemn us, but to heal us and save us and to transform us from within. 
After his suffering, Jesus showed himself to his followers and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Once, while he was eating with them, Jesus told them, Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. That gift was the Holy Spirit, God's real, personal presence. Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I mean, to us, it's like you will be witnesses for Jesus Christ in Spry, in central Pennsylvania, throughout the mid-Atlantic region, and to the ends of the earth, wherever you go. You are to be a witness for Jesus Christ. A short time later, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit then came on the early followers of Jesus. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord began to stir and gave birth to the church of Jesus Christ. This now global movement called to bear witness to God's mighty acts of salvation. Today is Pentecost. And I pray that God will do it again in our time. When the Spirit of the Lord begins to stir, God gives us renewed power. In what ways do we need spiritual strength today? How do you and I need to be filled up and empowered? For what roles and tasks do you need to be strengthened spiritually? I believe the answer is in every way and for every role and every task. We can have the best intentions, but our own strength is limited. Even for the most determined among us, how quickly our own strength can falter. For parents of young children, it is physically exhausting virtually every day. For parents of teenagers, it is emotionally exhausting virtually every day. And kids are wonderful. <laughs> For people who work, regardless of what kind of job you have, you know there are times when it is draining. For people dealing with health issues, whether your own or someone else's close to you, at times it can be quite discouraging. For people just trying to get by, the setbacks and challenges can be extremely difficult. As we look at our society and wider world, the struggles, divisions, and conflicts we face can seem overwhelming. Where can we find the strength we need for each day? God's word gives us the answer. In the book of Psalms, we read, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And in Isaiah chapter 40, we hear these words of promise. The Lord gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and the young stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The Spirit of the Lord is ready and willing 
to stir in your life. Not just today, but every day. To renew your strength so you can run and not be weary. So you can walk and not be faint. So you can soar with wings like eagles. The Spirit of the Lord is ready and willing to lead you into fullness of life in Jesus Christ. How can you become more fully alive in Jesus? Here's my challenge to each of you. It's printed in your bulletin on the GPS, the Grow, Pray, Study Guide, on the back of the prayer list. Will you turn to it now? If you didn't get one, you can pick one up after worship ends today. It's there on the back of the prayer list, and it's under the heading, my next step today is, here's my challenge to each of you. Each day this week, start with five to ten minutes of silent reflection and prayer. It's not about having all the right words. Maybe you're just sitting and listening. But just reflect silently. Pray silently. And use that time to thank God for another day to live and for the opportunity that day holds. And then ask for strength to face the day and do all that needs to be done. This simple exercise can be all it takes for the Spirit of the Lord to begin to stir in your life. So join me in committing to do that each day this week. And to make a habit of asking daily to be filled and filled again with the life-giving power of the Spirit of God. Through the Holy Spirit, you can press on. Through the Holy Spirit, you can live with purpose. Through the Holy Spirit, you can embrace the life God has created you to live. When the Spirit of the Lord begins to stir in your life, then more than merely getting by, you can thrive. To all of us, the Holy Spirit gives spiritual strength. For us to be filled with the Holy Spirit is more than just a one-time experience. We are to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is like breath for your soul. This morning, I'd like everyone here to be prayed for personally. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you in response to God's word to come forward to one of our prayer stations. There, Pastor Luke, Pastor Mitch, Linda, our director of congregational care, or I will anoint your head with oil. It's a bit different than the green body paint of the Incredible Hulk. The oil won't leave a mark. But seriously, as we see many times in the Bible, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord is a reliable channel of God's power. So as we anoint you, we will pray that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and that you will be strengthened as the Spirit of the Lord stirs in your life. Will those assisting me please come forward now?
Friends, Jesus calls you just as you are to come and to be strengthened and blessed by the stirrings of the Holy Spirit in your life. Won't you come?
Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, stir among us. Come and fill us with your power and your love. We pray in Jesus' name, and as he taught us, now we pray together. Our Father.